This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. I want some Bake Off goss. I mean, probably I was the drama this year because I've done some stuff I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> Did you? Oh my God. <laughs> I know what happened to the spring roll. I know what happened to the spring roll. Lovely Lauren, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've actually got a bit of a, a kind of Go Love Yourself win moment that I wanted to share. Oh, oh yes, please. Go ahead. You know that mo- You know the moment when you're... I mean, nowadays, when you've ordered online rather than going into a shop and trying on clothes (laughs) and you've ordered this outfit and you've got this wonderful, perfect outfit in your head and you've ordered the clothes in your size and you're like, this is the moment and you try it on and they do not fit. Right. Yeah. Been there. Bought many of the T-shirts. Oh, just honestly. And I had this, I saw something on Instagram and it was this beautiful woman wearing an outfit that I used to wear when I was slimmer and she was a bigger girl as well. And I was like, oh my God, I can actually wear these kind of clothes. And it was like a short pleated skirt with knee high boots and a jumper. And it was just like really kind of like early mid noughties vibes. And I was like, I want that. And I went to H&M because I... I hear that they do plus sizes they now. They do. I have some for ages. Where have you been? Well, well anyway, this is it. Yeah. I ordered the skirt in the size above and I was like, oh my God, the jumper was really cute. And I was like, this is the moment. And then I tried the skirt on and I couldn't get it above my hips and it was the size above. And I was like, what in the hell is this sizing? And I feel like in those moments, you've got two choices. You can either be of what we've all done before and what, up until you know recently I would have normally done I've just been like really upset really frustrated really angry ruined my day potentially not gone out because I'm really upset because something doesn't fit me whereas now you know sort of a year after doing the podcast and all the kind of work that I'm doing and and everything that I'm learning I'm like well the fact that H&M have decided that's what a size whatever is it's really nothing to do with me the fact that this skirt doesn't do up doesn't go up doesn't mean that I'm a terrible person, doesn't change anything about me. It just means that this particular bit of fabric doesn't fit around my body. It might mean I have to order a new one or I'm going to have to wear something else. And genuinely, for the first time, I was just not bothered about the fact that it didn't fit. I was not bothered. And I was like, you know, annoyed that this perfect outfit didn't fit, but then I just Mm. chose another skirt. Mm. So I hope that we can all get to that point of not having our days ruined because something either new or old doesn't fit you anymore. That feels like a really big breakthrough for you. Mate, it's massive. I mean, I'm, I am gutted that the outfit didn't work out and I can't live my best 16-year-old life, but like, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. But I did order a beret and I'm pleased to tell you that it looked like shit. I looked like a sailor. And I, the say, <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say in that fit. I was going to say accessories always fit. Scarves always fit. Handbags always Scarves fit. Always fit. <laughs> the bloody beret was a tight fit. I tell you that right there. <laughs> Oh no! And also, I ordered a pair of knee-high boots. Crikey, crikey! No, they do No, 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 oh, no, no, sad. no, no, no. But again, it's one of those things of like, okay, you know, there are brands that now cater for wide fit calves and all that kind of stuff. So I've got options. I just that's not an option for me. But it doesn't change the world. Nothing. No one's died. I'm still fabulous, and it's all good. Yeah, and it literally is just a number. Like, I think I stopped letting it bother me a long time ago. Like, I think that that there is sometimes a little bit of, like, fat phobia in all of us of, like, oh, God, like, am I that size? Yeah. But I think it is just because it's not your normal. 
Mm-hmm. But actually, especially with H&M, like, I'm not even just saying this, but they do come up small. But in general, sizes are just fucked. And they're so inconsistent across brands, across everything. And like, people ask me all the time online, like, oh, is this true to size? And I'm like, what does know. that even mean <laughs> anymore? Mean? Like, I don't even know what size I am, truly. Like, really, because in some stores I'm a 24 and in other stores I'm a size 30. It, like, it doesn't really make sense. Anyway, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that you got to that point. Well done, you. Absolutely fabulous. Long may it continue. And I'm sure that that will help other people because size really is a number. And we say this all the time, but really, like the label on your pants and your knickers and your jumpers, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't define you and it doesn't define your worth. Oh God, yeah, for sure. Uh, And also, I wanted to say a huge thank you to our lovely listeners who have already bought their tickets to our very first live show that is happening on Friday the 3rd of March at Bush Hall in West London. We are so excited. There are some tickets left. Uh, So if you'd like to come, you can find the link to the tickets in our bio and on our social media as well. Thank you so, so much. Do you know, I've also seen on Facebook that um, a group of people in Kent, they actually became friends through the podcast and they're going to be coming to the live show together. They're so sweet. I've seen so many messages on Instagram and on the Facebook group about people tagging in friends, be like, oh, should we go or buying tickets? And it's, it's really amazing. And what's really nice is that being on the group and being on Instagram... I recognise names and we recognise some of your names. So we're going to have to put faces to your names and meet some of the people that are listening to us drone on every week. So it's going to be really, really nice. I absolutely can't wait. A huge thank you to today's Patreon sponsor, Becky Arua. Becky, oh my gosh, thank you so much for helping the show continue. And hopefully we'll even see you at the live show. Thank you, Becky, so much. Genuinely, none of this will be possible without your support for the pod. So if you'd like to support the show, head to patreon.com forward slash go love yourself or search go love yourself in Apple Podcasts, where you can sponsor the show for as little as one pound a week. That means you get ad-free content and early episodes and you also help to keep the show going. The links will also be in the episode description. Okay, I am ridiculously excited about today's episode. I'm actually smiling already from ear to ear because today we're joined by a very special guest. He stole the hearts of the nation on this year's Bake Off and we, along with everybody else, just desperately want to be BFFs with him. And literally, I'm smiling too. My cheeks already hurt from smiling so much. We've spoken about how much we love him before. So chances are you've probably guessed who it is by now. So a huge go love yourself welcome to Yanish. Hi, Yanish. How are you? Hello. I'm really well. Thank you for having me. And I am actually really chuffed to be here with you. Oh, <laughs> we're so, so happy to be here. Like, I genuinely mean it when I say, like, you stole the hearts of the nation. I feel oh like... My God. I feel like you were like the definitely the fan favourite this year. Spoiler alert, by the way, for anyone who's not caught Spoiler. up. When, when you when you went out, I was like genuinely really upset. I really really thought you were going to go all the way, but you still you did so so well. I mean, being a semi finalist, it's amazing achievement. I never thought I'm going to yeah. be a semi finalist, go as far as Jurgen did last year. I was thinking, oh my god, how this even happened? That's why I went in semi finals because I never thought I'm going to be there. So I never practiced this very well. <laughs> so I might have shot myself in a knee as well. Oh, I was exactly the same as you. I didn't, but I was, I was convinced I was going out semi-final week. So I did all my makeup. I packed my bags, and then it just, did, just so happened that someone was just, just slightly worse than me, and I was like, "Fuck!" And then the, <laughs> it came to the finals, and they were like, "Have you, have you practiced any of the recipes?" And I was like, "No." They're like, "Not one." And I was like, "No." <laughs> I genuinely didn't think I would be here. Oh, really? So I had to go through. Yeah, I just had to wing it. Winging a prayer, winging a prayer. Oh my gosh, that is no, awesome. No, but you did yourself really proud. Your bakes were sensational. Like there's so many memorable bakes from this season that you did. Thank you so much. That's really good to hear. 
year. And actually, after I was eliminated, I received so many messages from people. I think I was sitting on my phone till 3 a.m. trying to answer them all. Oh, wow. <laughs> I bet. I bet. That's, everyone was obsessed with it. It's one of these things, you know, Bake Off anyway. I mean, I'm a Bake Off fan, you know, pre, pre my best friend going on Bake Off. It's a hug in a show, right? Bake Off is what, ugh, it's just wonderful. Yeah, we can't wait. We're so excited. Before we crack on with the rest of the episode, we have something that we ask all of our guests. So we believe that the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. So, Yanish, what is the most interesting thing about you? I think you will be really shocked to know that I am actually a really shy person. Really? I just mask it really well. So even if I go to hospitals as my job, I put this really brave face on and I'm just start talking publicly. But inside me, I'm like, oh my God, I need to do mm. this. <laughs> would you describe yourself as a confident person? Now you said that you're shy, but would you say that you were confident? Uh, definitely. That's one of my traits now. Uh, when I was a kid, probably I wasn't that confident and I would be shy and scared to talk to people. But now it's completely opposite. I am actually... A volcano of confidence. <laughs> yes, I love that. You need to add that to your bio. <laughs> a volcano of confidence. You absolutely need that. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> so we've got to start from the beginning. Yanish, where does your love of baking come from and your your skill at it as well? Because you're fabulous. I mean, if it comes to love of baking, that's something that my mother gave me. Because when I was a kid, she used to always bake on Saturday. I mean, don't get me wrong, it will be a very rustic bake. It will be an apple pie, an apple cake, or maybe some sponge with a cream. But nothing really super sophisticated and definitely nothing, you know, American style, really tall sponges. So my mom used to bake every Saturday and then I moved to the uni with my best friend Kasia and we actually carried on the way with this tradition. Oh, Normally Saturdays we will be really hangover <laughs> and our therapy for hangover was actually baking together. <laughs> so we used so to bake cute. together and then I moved to UK and I sort of stopped baking I done like a little rustic bakes now and then. But when I got with my boyfriend for first Christmas, he actually bought me a KitchenAid. Ah. Oh my God, what a, what a keeper. <laughs> well, you know, I bought him PlayStation, so. Oh yeah, I'd rather, you know, yeah, that's no, sort I'd of rather. It out. <laughs> it's so funny you said that though, because I kind of like dabbled a little bit in baking and I was, I was kind of getting into it a little bit. And then Matt bought me a KitchenAid for Christmas. And I remember crying because like, I really wanted one and we didn't really have a lot of money at the time. They're, they're really expensive. Like they're definitely an investment. And I really properly cried because like he he knew that it was like the perfect gift and it felt like a John Lewis advert you know when it's like surprise and with something thoughtful and that was really what propelled me into like my like it became an obsession the bacon and the love for it and it was it was really down to getting the kitchen aid so it's so funny that with the sort of similar stories and I can completely agree with you because I still remember how I find out that I'm getting a kitchen aid because I've started opening my Christmas presents with small gifts and one of the small gifts was actually a paddle attachment for a KitchenAid. So the moment I saw it, I just went for the biggest box. I was like, oh my God, it's a KitchenAid. <laughs> yeah, I still remember how I even opened it. And that's actually how my love to baking even grew more. Because then when you've got a good equipment, you can do better stuff. And as well, my boyfriend was someone who actually pushed me to bake more and to make something different. Yeah. So actually he was someone who pushed me to do a tall cakes, to do an American style cakes, to maybe start baking something more British than actually sticking to only Polish baking and to incorporate new flavors in it, new decorations. And I remember when actually we were talking together and I said that 
my cake looks great, but I actually really struggled with neat top. And he said, why don't you try to cover it something? I've seen a drip cakes recently. <laughs> and that's how my drip cakes came. I've just made a drip cake because he said, that's actually what you should be doing. And I never stopped. <laughs> They've kind of become your signature, haven't they, to be fair? I am a drip king. Yeah, <laughs> the, actually, the drip yeah. king. We have the drip king here. <laughs> I mean, that might be Sandra. I might be a drip queen. <laughs> what was your reaction when you found out that you were going on? Like, you get that call, you get that. I don't know how it happens, guys. Is it a call? Is it an email? Is it a carrier pigeon? But you find out that you're going on Bake Off. Like, what was your reaction? Bake Off normally calls you, I think, in April, Laura. Is yeah, right? April. Yeah. This year, me and my boyfriend bought the first flat. So we were in the process of sorting everything if it comes to mortgage, if it comes to all the solicitors. And I've actually quit my job on Monday to start a new job. And then I remember evening before Bake Off called me, we actually talked and we said, I hope Bake Off will not call me this year because this is not a year to do Bake Off. And of course, draw of luck. <laughs> Next day, Bake Off calls you, say you got in. And I actually paused for a very long time and started thinking to myself, you must say something. You must say something. Go on, say something. And I just said, I just said, shut up. <laughs> I mean, then I've cried, of course. Then when I hung up with them, I was working from home and my boyfriend was, is a nurse, but then he was a nurse in the hospital that was just behind the corner from ours. And I said to him, you must come home now. And he was like, oh my God, what happened? And I was like, don't ask me what happened. You are coming home now. Doesn't matter what you're doing. He came back, saw me crying and he was like, oh my God, what happened? And I went, I got on bake off. <laughs> He was very happy, but it was actually the only time he saw me crying. Really? Because I never considered myself an emotional person up until Bake Off happened. <laughs> I bet that was the start of many tears, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> yeah, it's so stressful. I don't think people realise and understand. Like, yes, it's a really lovely, wholesome show and it's wonderful. But like behind this, it is very intense. Like it takes a physical and emotional toll on you to constantly be baking and like all the recipe development and the, like the pressure of it, it's enormous, isn't it? Definitely the recipe development was the hardest one because I was still working full time. And I remember that once there was a deadline for a recipe, I was sitting there in the evening thinking, oh my God, my head is completely empty. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I've got all the ingredients, but I don't know how I'm gonna figure it out. And as an ex-smoker, my first reaction was, I really need a packet of cigarettes. <laughs> I just went to a corner shop and I remember they started doing those little electronic cigarettes. They are like single use. And instead of actually buying a packet of cigarettes, I bought this little device. And I remember till this day, it was a flavor of watermelon lemon. And the recipe was for the macaroons. So I made watermelon <laughs> lemon macarons. Wow. <laughs> Just to celebrate me taking on vaping now. <laughs> so excellent. So literally one of your most iconic baits and it's, just, it's about vaping. And as well, instead of looking at one week at the time, I looked at them all. My mind made in nine different places, thinking about 18 different recipes. And then I was like, 
oh my god, how am I gonna cope with it? That's a yeah. lot, isn't it? It is a lot, yeah. Because obviously, like you said, like you're working full time when you're doing the recipe development stuff. And I know, you know, for Laura, that was all happening in what, like May, June 2020? Yeah. And even this shit, that must be so much stress. You had to get this list of, right, you've got to come up with 18 brand new really creative gonna look fabulous gonna taste awesome desires that's a lot of pressure i mean and especially that you cannot copy any recipes and they have to be your own and they have to fit in the criteria that they gave you and this is really difficult i think a lot of people don't realize that that you do actually have to develop the recipe like yourself and like because you can't if you copy it they they pick you up on it don't they like i have many a phone call from uh it's biggles (laughs) katie who's the food producer being like laura this is very similar to a james patisserie recipe (laughs) (laughs) I can't fucking change it (laughs) I had a superpower because none of them actually speaks Polish so I could basically get some Polish recipes up and they would never know (laughs) there'll be Ofcom complaints about that you know (laughs) I mean I've changed them I've changed them but they never contacted me saying oh it looks similar to something and I was thinking well you will not because you will never read the website (laughs) that's actually cracking I love that well done you crafty you're not as innocent as you make out (laughs) so you get the call from Bake Off and you're really happy crying tears of happiness was there any part of you that was like were there any nerves or apprehension about kind of being in the public eye like the aftermath of the kind of of the filming my only worry was that actually I've got so many things going in my life at the same time and especially with moving that how I'm gonna actually be able to do it. Because I've actually practiced in my own kitchen, my new kitchen, and my partner's mom kitchen. Because we were packing our staff. Oh God. As I was, well, I said we, my boyfriend was packing <laughs> staff when I was practicing in a kitchen. And I've actually done last bake on the morning when I was going in the afternoon to the bake of oh, wow. tent. And I remember that his mom came with his dad and they've actually packed the kitchen after. <laughs> I just <laughs> left. <laughs> oh my gosh! So your your apprehension about Bake Off, you weren't sort of worried about because there's the fame side and the in, in the Instagram and the social media presence side that comes with being on one of these shows, and we know how horrible people can be online. So was that a worry for you, or you just you know really focused on getting the bakes done and then getting yourself in the tent? I mean, I was very focused on getting the bakes done, getting the tent, and I was thinking I'm gonna worry afterwards. But anyway. Even after every single episode, I was brave enough to go on to Twitter and see what people are posting. Because if someone posted something on the internet, I'm like, you posted this because you feel anonymous. Yeah. And I'm just going to coach you on it. <laughs> I remember there was one really bad comment about own, and I really didn't appreciate. And I just done a reply to this comment. And I said, I think you are crossing the line here. And I really do not appreciate this comment. And someone actually replied, I am really sorry. You are my favorite. And they deleted the tweet straight away so i think with some power you need to use it wisely yeah and as well i wasn't worried that someone will say something naughty about nasty about me because of course they will you know i've posted a photo of me standing next to thick and juicy van and someone said not thick and juicy they said fat and unhealthy and i just replied well i never said i am fit and healthy i was like That's completely not the point, but of course they sound like an idiot, not me. And basically I am not someone who will worry about those comments because there are so many people and so many opinions that you know what, who cares? And especially being gay from Poland, that 
won't bother me and you will not touch me that way. Oh, I love that attitude. I really wish I had that more of that mindset because I remember I would do exactly the same as you. I would go on Twitter straight after every episode. And I just, I think in the, in the end, it ended up me hunting for negativity. There was quite a lot of it and people were really horrible about my weight, my makeup, my dodgy fake tan, how shit I was a baker. And it really, but it really got to me. So I'm, I'm really genuinely, really, really happy that you didn't have that experience and that you were able to have like a really thick skin and, and brush it off. So like, kudos to you for that. Just want to touch on what you just said there about being gay from Poland. Like, has that hardened you? Like, can you tell us a bit about your experience of like growing up? in that environment how that was for you and like how you've got such a thick skin now i mean being gay in poland was never okay and till this day probably not everywhere is okay you don't actually see gay couples walking holding hands really because that's not something you will experience no but you know what you're saying being gay in poland is difficult try being a woman in poland that is difficult as well i mean especially now with the current government that's really catholic and like supportive of church Mm. Any abortion is illegal. Even if the abortion threatens your life, doctors won't abort it because they might face consequences. So basically, Polish women are dying now because of the law and the government. That's horrendous, Janusz. So it doesn't matter if you're gay or if you're a woman or if you're different. Because in Poland, if you're fat, you're going to get comments. If you're too skinny, you're going to have comments. If you're too short, you're going to have comments. If you're too tall, you're going to have comments. So I think because I was raised there, I grew a thick skin and I just don't care anymore. Yeah. And I wish more people from Poland realized not to do it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. When I was growing up, I wasn't openly gay. Because you will just basically get the bullies on you if you were openly gay. And I knew this will happen. So you're sort of hiding your own identity. Then I was in uni. It was different environment. Everyone is sort of smart and clever and you can do it. Yeah, everyone's kind of over that point, are they? Like, exactly. If anyone listening to this podcast is at school having a bad time, just know that as soon as you get out of school and you go to uni or you get into adult life, it gets so much easier. Yeah, people always <laughs> say like school years are your best years of your life. And I think... I'm, I'm sure for some people they are, and I'm happy for those people. But I honestly think that for the majority of us, it really isn't. Like it's, it can be really, really miserable, especially, especially I think if you are in like a marginalised body or a marginalised group, and you don't have like a fat friend or a gay friend or whatever. Like it's, it's very hard to be yourself. It's, it's almost discouraged, isn't it? I mean, it's keep on changing, but unfortunately, the change is coming very slow. So, Janusz, the whole Bake Off experience, what was your favourite part and how do you feel about getting recognised now? It was the best experience of the life, actually. Like, I was asked the question, but actually, Christelle last year, contestant last year, she actually asked me, so was the Bake Off the best experience of your life? And I was like, yeah, of course it was. She asked me, what is the second best experience of my life? And I just stood there thinking, well, I cannot think of one. <laughs> I was like, what has happened to me? I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> it is life-changing though, isn't it? I know it is. And especially after Bake Off, you're getting all the attention on yourself. And of course, Bake Off attention for me is only positive. So I'm seeing people on the street who actually cheer me, want to take a selfie with me or just saying how much they love me. So you are getting recognized, but in a very positive way. I'm trying not to be awkward because I am very frequently someone who my boyfriend says, oh my God, you're so awkward. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> What's like a number one highlight of Bake Off? Like what week was your favorite? Or just like what happened that was awesome? Definitely that I could represent a progressive LGBT community. So me actually finishing all the progressive flag colors was the best thing because actually I've managed to do it. Yeah, you did it. So for for anyone listening that doesn't know, 
every week that Yulish was on the show, he managed to wear a different colour of the LGBTQ plus flag, didn't you? I made a fashion statement. <laughs> yeah, you, <did>. you certainly <laughs> did. So what made you want to do that? I was thinking that if I'm going to the tent, it's important to stay true to yourself and to represent something. So I was thinking, I'm not going to only represent some Polish people in UK. I'm at the same time going to represent the part community I'm in. And I've decided that this will be a really good statement. And doesn't matter how many colors I'm going to go through, but that is really motivational that you like next week, next week, mm. let's do next week. So actually achieving them all, I was like, well, great. I done my stuff. I can go home now. <laughs> go right now <laughs> <don't> <laughs> what would I wear for a final? That's my question. What would you wear for a final? Are you going to throw all those colors in one? Or just a unicorn yeah. costume. <laughs> and I'm just looking at the post right now because look how I don't know if you look how colourful you are <laughs> for both of you now. I've got some Bake Off questions for you both because we posted on our Instagram stories that we were having a, another Bake Off contestant on the podcast, and people have got some questions. I'm going to start off with my two favourite questions because I've got a big old crush on Mr. Hollywood and <laughs> I, I really do, and I cannot. No, uh, are Paul's eyes that blue? Or are they edited? I need to say his eyes are incredibly blue. They are. It doesn't do it for me, I have to say. Like, I can see he's an attractive bloke. It doesn't do it for me. But after, like, five, six weeks being away from, away from Matt, he won, at one point, I can't believe I'm going to say this, he was, they were changing his mic pack and I saw him, he sort of, like, lifted his shirt up. And at that point I thought, oh, yeah, I could. Desperation. <laughs> This is going on the Daily Mail, I'll tell you that now. <laughs> Bake Off's Laura Addington has a crush on Paul Hollywood. I mean, I'm definitely not his type, am I? But yeah, no, he, well, he's a very no, he's a very attractive man. He's, he is. Oh, blue eyes. I know, it's either you love him or you hate him, but I've, I've got a thing for Mr. Blue Eyes. Uh, and just my final question on Mr. Hollywood is, what is a Hollywood handshake like? Is it cold and clammy or is it just right? I can't answer that one because I didn't get one, you know? <laughs> I mean, he gave me a handshake after a bread week, but it wasn't handshake for a bake. Oh, wow. Oh, Damn it. Well, that is unacceptable. Is. I mean, I was there to impress Prue, so. Really? You know, she's such a strong, empowering figure. First Michelin star, a chef as a woman. That's what I mean. I remember um, when Laura came out, she said that Prue's actually got like a really wicked and blue sense of humour. Like she's a bit naughty. Oh, yeah. Uh, and a word, I think it might have come from last year. Is it pr- prugasms? Have I made that up? She does. She, she used to have a prugasm. She'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> when she likes something. I don't know if it was just that, yeah. For us, it was when she done something really light, she would give you like a shoulder tap afterwards. Like, well done. This bag. Damn. So we had the Prue part. The pr- you had the prugasm, prugat. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I think I'd even. Do you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I've got a massive girl crush on Prue. I would say I think I might go for a Prue pat over a Hollywood handshake. No, you would not. No, I wouldn't. But I want to want that more. <laughs> I want to want the Prue pat. She'd more. love a good scene from Full Hollywood. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> This has got wild. <laughs> okay, my next Bake Off question is, do you still chat to everyone on there? Like, have you made some solid friendships? Laura, I know your answer and I love it. But yeah, just how do you still chat to everyone on your on your year or previous years? I mean, we are so fresh out of Bake Off that of course we are talking. We still share the same experience. Of course, there are separate group chats as well. And of course, as with all group of friends, you talk to some people more. You talk to some people less, but yes, we stay in touch. Let's see what's going to happen in a year's time. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like for me, 
I didn't really feel that competitive on the show because I just wanted to do well for myself and it was more like you were competing against the judges but for me it sort of felt like it was after it started to get a bit competitive of like who's got an agent who's not who's got oh so and so is on telly like I don't know like it that just there was a bit of an undercurrent of that I hope that's not the case for every year I wonder if it was just ours I don't know but hey ho it is I mean like you say you're all it's 12 random people you're never going to be best friends with everyone but they do pick generally nice people don't they so chances are you're going to get on I mean this year we actually really helped each other after the emission with finding agent and everything. So I had a good chat with Sandro. He told me who he's seen. The same was with Shabira. She gave me a very good reasoning when she went with her agent. And I've actually met with Abdul and I told him, you are getting an agent and I don't care what you're saying <laughs> because he still hasn't got one. And I was like, you must get one agent. And probably, Laura, you have been spoken to by Kevin because I told him. I, just it's call so her. funny. Just before I came on to the record, I saw a message from Kevin saying, I heard you spoke to Junish and you're really helpful. Can we chat? Aww. There is like a, a lovely Bake Off family after the show and there are some really good people that have, have been on it. It's lovely to meet up with former contestants and I get really starstruck when I meet people. Like I met Kim Joy recently and I was like fangirling so Joy. hard and she was like Laura like I don't mean to be but like like it's just me like you know that, no need to when I was like no but you don't understand it's Kim Joy oh my god Kim Joy the, the Kim, Kim Joy, Joy. <laughs> you know we've got to talk about your friendship with Jürgen so actually it's really funny because last year I was shortlisted for Bake Off and actually during my interview Jürgen was part of it so I met Jürgen last year oh really yes I didn't message him back afterwards uh, when he was actually announced because I was like well I'm not gonna and probably <laughs> he's not gonna see the message yeah probably he's getting so many messages and uh, that's why when I got announced I actually said well you know let's catch up what happened Aww. I mean he made a lovely cake and I need to say wow did he I gave his cake to my family and they were like oh how beautiful is this cake they were just eating I was thinking oh thanks Janusz cool. <laughs> now he's making your cakes <laughs> <laughs> oh he's such a sweet I think he definitely was like you of last season like yeah, he really won people's sure. hearts didn't he because he was so a lot of like yourself like he was so modest and humble and kind and sweet and I think that's not often something that you see like not the very course reality TV but it's kind of isn't it those aren't qualities that you often see and I think that's why people loved you and Jürgen so much I want some bake-off goss Right. What was the behind the scenes? Can you tell us some behind the scenes or some juicy Bake Off goss from your years? They both look so blank. And they, they're, 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 those, right, I'm looking at two pairs of eyes right now. And those eyes are telling me that you know some stuff and you're not telling us. This is unacceptable. I mean, probably I was the drama this year because I've done some stuff I shouldn't be doing. Oh, like what? Sneaking my own dragon fruit to the tent. <laughs> Did you? Oh my god! <laughs> I thought that was going to be a lot wilder than it was. You know, so I'm not going to lie. It's contraband. It's contraband. Let's make off contraband. <laughs> well, they were very nicely hidden between my baking tins, so no one seen me doing it. I am obsessed. Dragon fruit comes in two colors. One is red. One is white. And I was really worried there might be a trick that someone picks the wrong one. So I, just to be confident, sneak in my own one for decoration. And yes, the one provided was red. Oh, that's funny. Well, we had in our series, it was like, because it was obviously locked down, it was like no one was allowed in and no one was allowed out. So like the, even the food was really hard to, to get hold of. Uh-huh. So we had to make tea quite a lot, to be honest with you, which again, I don't think people realise a lot of like ingredients. You'd say like, this is what I want. And you'd get something completely different or you'd get 
a very small amount so you couldn't really practice with it that's not very exciting though <laughs> i did hate lottie at first though i remember phoning matt and being like i fucking hate this oh, really? girl yeah honestly i was like everyone seems really nice i just fucking hate lottie like she seems like such a stuck-up bitch doesn't want to be here like she's just got the really bad attitude problem <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny! And, and now best, they're like she's actually best, best friends. friends. I, I honestly love her. I've never said a bad word about Lottie. I never. I, just, I adore her. But other than just those ones, for just other right than those now, ones, yeah. Like, <laughs> those like <laughs> anyway. Goodness me! So I'm coming to the end of my Bake Off questions. I just really want to make sure this is something I'm worried about for both of you. To be honest, I just wanted to make sure that you aren't the person that does the washing up right because if that's the case good lord (laughs) especially you oh my god good lord to them i mean especially me as well you have not seen the state i can leave my flat in after baking when i was practicing i've basically had used and every single dish and every single cup that was in my kitchen and I left it on the kitchen tops everywhere around which means that you couldn't even fit a teaspoon anywhere because it was so full I finished baking looked at it closed the door and said to my boyfriend just sit down for a moment and do it later I was like good I was like good luck mate good luck that's so funny I did exactly the same thing I was so worn out by the end of it our kitchen was like slut palace it was disgusting honestly and Matt spent nearly like two days cleaning it because it like there was like cake batter and buttercream in the crevices of the floorboards and in like every nook and cranny and like every handle of the kitchen cupboards there was just like crust or something and I was like I just couldn't I didn't have it in me and I just left and I was like I love you thank you so much bye I know this move really well (laughs) yeah in answer to your question about washing up we were COVID year so we were isolating all together so we had two days of filming, two days of practice, and we had to do our own washing up in the practice days. Did you? Yep. And I remember actually, okay, this is your gossip that you didn't get earlier. <laughs> I do remember it was on like the build up to the final. It was 38 degrees outside and oh. it was about 44 degrees in the practice tent. And like, we obviously, we just didn't have one day off in seven weeks and I really did lose my shit. And I was like, can someone please fucking help us with some washing up? Like, this is absolutely outrageous. Like, we're all going to pass out. We're all absolutely knackered. Like, I think the least people can do is help us washing up a little bit. And I'm I'm not like that. I'm, you know, I'm not confrontational mm. at all, but it got a bit much. Anyway, I don't, I, I regret drama, being a bit of a drama. bitch. There's your drama. I was a bitch. You weren't. That's not bitchy. <laughs> I mean, you cannot practice in 44 degrees. No. That would be impossible. I would yeah. I would basically come unprepared because I would just leave and I would be like, sorry, bye, I'm out. Mm. Because I would not survive this heat, this temperature. I would just say, just eliminate <laughs> me, goodbye. <laughs> I would throw a diva fit probably myself. One final question for you, Yanush. What happened to the eighth spring roll? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what happened to the spring roll. I know what happened to the spring roll. So basically, the spring roll rolled away, went under the baking paper, and I've only deep fried seven. And I was convinced I've made eight because I've actually was counting them in front of the cameraman. And that's why when there were seven on a plate, this cameraman actually went, he actually made eight and he counted on the camera and I was filming it. So they had to go backstage 
and review all the footage from on the cameras to see really? what happened. And we had like an hour break because they were like, what's going on? He's not in a deep fryer. What would what, what have happened? Why did he bring seven and he made eight? Yeah, so I've made eight. And then, yeah, I basically cannot count to eight without actually going on my fingers. And Oh, that's so funny. We called the police. called <laughs> <laughs> the police. So what's next for you then, Yanish? What's in the pipeline? I mean, it is really exciting for what's to come, but none of us know what future holds. I've actually do not have that many plans at the moment, but what I'm actually hoping for is to sort of show British people something more about Polish cooking. Oh, I love that. To share maybe some Polish recipes, to share maybe some Polish bakes, which are completely different. And yeah, that's what I want. Because if I ask you, can you name one Polish cake? Can you do it now? I, do you know what? I can't. No, I can't. You're right. I think I, I think that would be really interesting. Like, you know how like a lot of like Asian flavours and stuff have really come across and, and been westernised a little bit and they're so popular now. I think you are going to be the person that does that for Polish flavours and cooking and baking. That's what I want to do because my first showstopper cake was actually a Polish chocolate cake with Polish cream. And everyone said, oh, it was great. I've just basically made the recipe myself to fit universal taste buds. So it's not turbo Polish. It's just Polish. Yeah. And you got star cake in bake week. I did. And that's actually, I remember this phone call when I phoned my boyfriend <laughs> and he just looked at me like... Oh no, he didn't. <laughs> I, that was like the moment I fell in love with you. It was like, I got yeah. star, a star caker on bake week. And then it was like two seconds away. No way. Yeah, that was iconic. <laughs> you are our star caker every single time. You definitely are. Thank you so, so much for coming on, Girl Love Yourself. We honestly, like I haven't stopped smiling this whole time. I'm a little bit drunk as well. I had a little cheeky cocktail we were recording. Is that what you were drinking? No, I, thought I, was drinking. I thought it was a coffee. A cocktail out of a can because I'm classy. On, babes. Thank you so much, Janice. We love you so much and best of luck with everything that's to come i mean thank you so much for having me i really enjoyed doing this podcast with you and i am so happy to meet you finally after hearing you for so many weeks i've just had the nicest voice note from your niche since i recorded are you ready for it yep i am so happy thank you for having me and it was actually really amazing thank you again <laughs> i love it and he's so sweet and I love that he's going to start talking and showcasing more about Polish bakes and Polish cooking I think that's really important because I've been to Poland and when he asked that question of can you name a Polish cake or I was like no no so yeah so I think that's that's fantastic yeah uh, so I saw this uh, message in our Instagram DMs Laura and I had to share it with you so it's from Kaylee hi Kaylee and she said thank you to Laura for speaking openly about her feelings about Christmas I've never been excited for it and it feels like I'm so alone in that because no one ever talks about it but also thank you to Lauren for being such a bright light of joy in the show I promise that's not why I said it. I'm just like such a bright light <laughs> big love to you both I think that's so lovely and I think what I love one of the things I really love about us and especially I think it's been more in season two is that we our differences are really fabulous because we represent two types of listeners sometimes yeah. and even when it comes down to like our feelings of Christmas you know it's it's a small thing but it means that people who are 
you know, annoyingly Buddy the Elf, aka me, feel like they're represented. But then people who struggle around Christmas or don't like it, that's fine, also feel like you do. So I think that's really nice. It would be boring if we were all the same, wouldn't it? It would. And yeah, I love that. So yeah, thank you so much, Kaylee. Thank you, Kaylee. And thank you guys so much for listening. We really love and appreciate you. Tickets to our live show in London on March the 3rd are still available. And the link to that is in the episode description. Remember, you can support the show and listen without ads by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or by joining our Patreon if you want to. You can also listen ad-free on Amazon Music. We will chat to you next week. But in the meantime, you can check out our Instagram at Go Love Yourself Pod and our Facebook group. Just search for Go Love Yourself Community if you want a bit more Go Love Yourself in your week. We will see you next week. Love you, bye. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Hello, I'm La La La, let me explain. And this is, it's not you, it's them, but it might be you. I'm here to answer all your questions around love, relationships, sex, dating dilemmas, and anything else you throw my way. Join me three times a week as we work through the depths of this intimacy pool together. From Sony Music Entertainment, listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.